Welcome to Insight, Kingspan Insulation's podcast on all things insulation related. My name is Alexandra and I'm part of Kingspan Insulation's marketing team. Today I have Lucy and Rita joining me. Tell me a bit about yourselves and what you do for Kingspan. So my name is uh, Rita Singh. I joined recently as Divisional Sustainability Leader for Kingspan Insulation. And it's been quite an interesting role so far, and it's trying to really understand what are the, um, the long-term sustainability credentials that we need to be aspiring towards for insulation products. And it's looking at all elements of what are the big goals that we should be aiming for around sustainability in terms of waste, raw material use, but also the, um, the end of life of products. So what do we do at the end of life for uh, a building, and then how do we try and uh, use them again or what are the other channels and routes to market that we can take them to. So it's really trying to find out as an industry, what is our responsibility? How do we take account of the products that we produce? And then what are the different mechanisms in which we can develop these further? Fantastic. Lucy? I am Lucy Wally. I've been with Kingspan for nearly seven years now. Um, Currently marketing manager for GB insulation division. Um, So great introduction from Rita. Um, and my job, I guess, is compiling all, all of that into a format that's suitable to communicate to our customers, mm. um, to tell them a bit about what we do as a business and our sustainability credentials mm. and also the traceability of our products and what that means to us. That's a tougher job. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So today we're going to be talking about the traceability of our products. A topic which has been high on the agenda for us for a while. Rita, Lucy, talk to me about traceability and why it's so important. I think um, when we look at exactly what traceability means, so it it's, basically means the ability to trace the products. And often we relate it to the origins or the provenance of the material and the product. So you can have systems in place that say, okay, where does a product come from? Um, but for us, traceability is also about, well, where does a product go? And for us, this is all about, I mean, we work in a particularly highly fragmented industry where you have so many players working together that it's very difficult to know exactly where that product, what are the channels through which those products go and where do they actually end up. So having something like traceability is tough. It's needed. And having something, a system like that in place really could help to address things like trust in the system, accountability, um, things around, you know, you could even bring in some other layers of, you know, social and ethical issues around exactly how is the pro- uh, product used. You can look at things around conformity, whether it conforms with what it's meant to be, compatibility, um, and then compliance. So it's all elements of those. Yeah, and I think also traceability in itself is quite fragmented because you've got systems in place to trace products from raw materials to manufacturing Mm. but then you have different systems in place to trace materials from manufacturing to use use. and then perhaps again for Mm. end of life and it's bringing all of those together that would be useful to have one whole traceability Mm. process for from cradle to grave whereas at the moment what we're having to do is quite fragmented and what we've done from from manufacturing to to project recently is completely different to what we've done previously um, for BES 6001, which looks at raw, raw mm. materials. Um, so I think whilst the industry is, fab- is fragmented, like you said, I think also traceability in itself is quite true. fragmented. That's very true, yes. So tell me, how do we trace our products from when they leave the factory gate? 
So this is something new that we're getting into recently. Um, and at the moment, we're just kind of honing in a process that works for us. Um, but it is quite manual. Um, and that's, again, something that needs to be refined and worked on. But we're looking at um, having our customers tell us all the information that we need about a project once that, that sale has been made. So it really mm-hmm. happens at a point of sale. So once that product has been sold, we need to obtain all of the information from our customers, which then gets logged on our CRM system. Um, and the order can then be traced back through our SAP system. Again, quite fragmented. Um, but we can then have an opportunity number, which is in our CRM, that we use for customers. And they can then log that and refer it back to us so that at the end of life of a building, let's say, I mean, who knows how long, how many years down the line that will be. But if they still have that number or if it's, if it's logged somewhere correctly, they could come to us and say, we have this this opportunity number was is this yours and can you tell me more about it and we would then be able to tell them the date of manufacture the conditions of manufacturing and um, which product it is etc cetera, etc cetera. um so that's that's where we're going at the moment and we're we've currently just done it on k15 which is our cladding board um and that's sort of based on um the hackett review um and that's it's been born out of recommendations and that really and then we're looking to open it out to other products um but we're trying to refine the process still i think i think there's a bit of work to be done there brilliant and so going back to that point about people sort of coming back to us and saying can you tell us more about this so is that links in quite nicely with bim um so how do we think that that can sort of help with traceability i think bim could have a massive role to play in traceability um, there's been talks about a BIM passport, which we t- we spoke about um, a little bit as well, which is, you know, having a passport of information for each building, a bit like they have with cars, where, you know, you've got a serial number on every component within a car and mm. a car manufacturer doesn't even have to ask you to bring in your car to see that. They can just say, what car, what's your make and model? And then they know, they can tell you what you've got. But at the moment, because buildings use so many different products and so you know millions and millions it's it's become so again fragmented um but that bim passport or a digital twin Mm. has the ability to log all that information in one place um which could be really powerful in the future you can actually do so much more with that sort of capability to log information because data here will be really key especially if you can take the data from the point of design construction all the way through use maintenance and everything because you'll be able to um, especially if you then combine that with traceability so you can have bim with the elements of traceability to then say actually if things need to be repaired or maintained in some ways you know exactly where that product came from you'll be able to put so much more information in terms of say environmental information around that product so at the end of this life you can then say well where is the best system because hopefully in 50 years time we'll be talking about some very different systems in place where you know you could have buildings that are there for disassembly or are able to be deconstructed in a way that they can be reused Mm. so if you have all of that information particularly the BIM information as well as traceability you can do so much more that at the moment we don't have an opportunity to so we may have systems in place to be able to recover or recycle, but because we don't know what has actually happened happening to our products at the end, we're not sure exactly what the market is like. Mm-hmm. This offers us opportunity to really explore markets at the end of life of buildings. 
And you touched on there just in the middle of life as well, and for facilities managers and the traceability side and having a sort of BIM passport or a digital twin could allow facilities managers to log into that and say, I know exactly what was used and I know what needs to be replaced Mm. if something goes wrong or, you know, if there's damage to a building within a flood or something like that, they know what exactly has been used so they can go back in and and manage Mm. that building properly. Whereas at the moment, I think... BIM isn't being utilised like that enough. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of at this level where it's good, but it could be so much better. Yeah. Absolutely. There's so much scope to really take on the technology and do so much more with it that can bring efficiency and that trust and robustness into how we build. Um, so that whereas we've seen evolution of different systems, you know, really, um, you know, ex. ex- what's the word, accelerating, <laughs> where we've seen evolution of systems really accelerating, but not so much in construction, because what we did about 50 years ago is probably the same way in which we're constructing things at the moment, whereas something like this could really give you opportunities and that, yeah, that capability, hopefully, to really dig deep and, and see what more we can do in terms of how we improve what we build and how we build it. Mm. Absolutely. That's brilliant. Thank you both. So linking to that sort of area of improvement, Dame Judith Hackett mentions a golden thread of information in her report. How does this fit in with what we're trying to achieve? It's integral, I think. Um, the traceability side of it mm. is is the golden thread. And it's traceability for products, but it's also traceability for everybody within the industry and the traceability of the architect working on that project and the contractor working on that project and tracing each element of the building and the design back to the golden thread. And the traceability of products is, is just one thing, but it is integral to that thread. Absolutely. Because again, if we're not... If we're not sure of the information and the data we're working to, how can you really be sure that the building is there conforming to the right sort of regulations and complying with what needs to be done? So I think, you know, that sort of data that you can have through traceability in BIM, I think will be key. It's not the only way of getting to the golden thread of what Judith Hackett was re- uh, recommending. But I think it's certainly, like you're saying, you know, critical, critical yeah. way of doing so. Yeah, I think it it is critical. And but again, I agree, there's there's so much more scope on the golden thread that needs to be worked with. Mm. And you mentioned regulations and um using the golden thread to make sure that buildings are built to regulations, and that's absolutely the case. And traceability isn't necessarily about that, I guess. Um it's the responsibility of the person the people involved mm. in that in that project to make sure that that BIM passport is in line with mm. regulations of that time, whereas the traceability side of it is is kind of separate. Yeah. So tell me, how far back do you feel that the golden thread of information needs to go? Um, I think as manufacturers, we are quite keen to see that there are elements of responsible sourcing brought into this. So as an organisation, we have... Um, We have a certification with the BES 6001, which is responsible sourcing. And I think we are one of the only companies with an excellent rating on BES 6001. Um, And for us, that is key because, yes, we have the elder relevant management systems in place like uh, 18001 and 9001 and 14001. But this one is something quite different in the sense that it shows that as an organization, 
it's not just about improving our systems, but actually looking back into our supply chains to say actually downstream, where are the raw materials? How responsible are they being sourced? So that when it comes to our factory gate, we know that we can um, confirm that they have been uh, procured and developed and produced sustainably and ethically. Um, and for us, you know, that sort of responsible sourcing, I think is key so that you don't just start traceability only when the product product is manufactured, but you can take it all the way back so you can have some sort of problems behind it as well. Yeah, and I think I, I think the golden thread of information from Dame Judith Hackett's um, side of things is perhaps a little different in terms of the BS 6001 um, as opposed to the traceability from manufacturing to project, but I think they are equally as important. And the golden thread from the Hackett Reports side of things is more about making sure that the building being built is being built in a way that it was designed and what it was designed to do. And us as manufacturers and our responsibility as manufacturers is making sure that the products that are going into that building are responsibly sourced, like mm. you said. So it's it, the, that traceability side of things is, is our responsibility. It's our responsibility to make sure that what we manufacture is, is responsible. Whereas the golden thread sort of puts the responsibility out to the market again and says, right, okay, it's everybody's responsibility now because we're all working together to build this building. Whereas it's, we are working as one company to manufacture something. So I think there is some differences there, but I definitely think that they're linked. That's brilliant. So now tell me, what is the future for manufacturers and traceability? I think the future is very exciting <laughs> because I think it offers because <laughs> I think it offers so much scope. Goodness, if we really start to adopt the technology and what the potential of that technology is, and particularly from my uh, perspective, you know, if you bring in sustainability aspects into it, you could have layers of information that can go into BIM that talks about, you know, what's the environmental product declarations as one example, but also so much more information that you can bring in that can talk about the performance, the, the social side of it, the ethics side of it, and not just the environmental. So you can have a much more holistic approach that can go into BIM information. So yes, you can have your data about the performance of the product in application. You can put so much more information, which is particularly right for circular economy things. Because if you don't know what how well that product can perform at the end of its life, you don't know what to do with it. So I think there's so much one can do, so much potential with it. It's, it's fascinating, yeah. It is, and I think it all, traceability also allows us to design for deconstruction, like mm. you were saying, with end of life and what do we do at the end of life. And it isn't something that I think that the industry has focused on much just yet, but it is something that traceability could offer us to be able to do much, much easier. Because if you've got a BIM passport or a full trace on what's been used in that building, when it comes to deconstructing it, it's almost mm. goes hand in hand. Whereas at the moment, the two things are kind of working you know against each other mm. and you're designing a building to be the best building it can be whilst in situ but what happens when it isn't in situ anymore because it won't be forever and it is very unlikely that it would be forever and we have to think about what happens when it's being deconstructed another way in which we can also bring in BIM and traceability which I think is particularly exciting and I don't think we've fully explored this at all is around things like um, blockchains how could that bring 
um, robustness, credibility, and this idea that whatever we are putting into the system is what was um, agreed and everyone knows that they can rely on the information that's presented to them. So I think there's huge scope with things like blockchains to come in as part of the information trail so that we can have this completely auditable, reliable trail of information over the long term because everyone who has been involved in the system will have put in their relevant system and nothing can therefore be changed. So I think, again, you know, there's so many areas that one could go into and the potential is huge and very exciting. And that's something else, actually, that you just touched on there is the reliability of information that we haven't really gone into. But the importance of manufacturers taking onus of what they put out to the market and what they put inside of BIM objects being correct and being reliable so that when it does come down the line to the traceability side of things or the BIM passport or digital twin, things are performing as designed. Um, so those things are extremely interlinked and have the potential for, for the future to improve the way we build. That's fantastic. Thank you both so much for joining me today. And thank you for listening. If you have any feedback, please get in touch on info at kingspaninsulation.co.uk or for more information, visit our website at kingspaninsulation.co.uk forward slash podcast.